Hey, what's going on, Clipper people? It is me, William the Opinion Up. And I am Positive Chuck Mockler. And we're your friendly neighborhood Clippers podcast. Just a couple of best friends and Clipper credential media folks who bring you locked on Clippers. When can they hear it? Five days a week, 7 a.m., Monday through Friday. Make us your first listen. It's a good way to start the day. Um, yeah, we'd love for you to join us. Yeah, let us be your bacon, egg, and cheese. I don't <laughs> sure, know. Yeah, However not? you start your morning. <laughs> uh, anyways, kicking things off today, we're going to be doing a preview of the second Clippers preseason game. If you missed the first one, they got a win and a nail biter, uh, but they're taking on the Kings. So we're going to talk about what we want to see in that one as well as what we don't want to see. Give you a couple of key matchups. Full disclosure, uh, there was no media availability or <laughs> yeah. practice today, so we don't quite have any clarity on what the starting lineup will be. But hey, we're going to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, and then it's Wednesday. Every single Wednesday, we do a What You Say Wednesday. Every single Tuesday, we put out a poll on Twitter. We want to know what you think about a given subject. This one is all about if Ty Lu can coach this Clippers team to a four seed. Got to be honest, people out there in Clipperland in are very confident. The belief is real. Uh, and I'm very excited to talk about it. And then in Shavings, which is just where we wrap up everything else, uh, the 2021 GM survey was released today. So we're going to talk about that, mm -hmm. uh, all that and more, coming up right about now. You are Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, so the Clippers will take on the Kings and what will hopefully be as good of a game as the Nuggets game was. So we'll talk about it a little <laughs> bit more. That game definitely had some ebbs and flows, but hell, hell of a hell of a, a bookend, really. For like sure. The, the opening was great. Yeah. And the end was great. So getting into what we want to see, um, I want to see more Terrence Mann Dirk fadeaways. Really? That's the shot selection. That's have. the shot. In the preseason? Are you sure about that? <laughs> in the preseason, I love it. No, it was um, it was definitely fun to the watch. The form I'm, I'm with looked you there. good. Like it didn't look wonky at all. Um, the passing was also great in game one. Yeah. So what I loved is that Terrence Mann did a little bit of everything. Yes. You would have liked to see him have a better three point shooting performance, but sure. I mean five assists. He's he's only done that what like three or four other times. It like in his career as a Clipper. Yeah. So in his regular season career, Mann has only had four games of five or more assists. He's done six twice, seven once, and nine once. So. Oh, that was in the bubble. Remember, yeah. he was one he assist away from the triple double. double. Um, so I think this season he's going to double or triple that number. Um, in turn, like he can have, he can easily have 12 games with at least five assists. Um, and so I'm hoping we get to see him kind of build on this momentum against this Kings team that the defense is, they have some bright guys, like they got Mitchell, uh, who's going to be insane, but I want to see Terrence Mann come in and kind of take over like he did at the end of Clippers Nuggets. Yeah. Yeah. What a great <laughs> ending for Terrence yes. too. That was just, just solid stuff all around. Uh, so I, what I want to see, I, I don't know if this is too much to ask for, but like, is it selfish to want to see some <laughs> more of the starters? I don't think so. Uh, look, <laughs> normally in preseason, I, I would not care about this. It would be like the furthest thing from my mind. Mm -hmm. And on one hand, we did kind of run everyone back. We did. Yeah. We did. The starters okay. are I, I, <laughs> close to the same. But we do have a change in the starting backcourt, sure. which I think is significant. Yeah. And there's also a pretty notable absence from the Clippers this season. So call me crazy. <laughs> But I'm not mad at the idea of like a little bit of of no stakes kind of a, of an arena to, sure. to sort of just kind of work on things and, and have some in-game-ish type experience for everybody. Yeah, I want to see more Bled and Reggie together. I know Reggie was playing great. Yeah. 
he was the Staples Center crowd was already starting the Reggie chance, which is awesome. But they need more time together in these kind of game activities with, you know, Zoo and Winslow and Kennard and man like got like real lineups. Yeah. Um, so I'm really excited. To it's see also what just that looks be- like. <laughs> better basketball. It's just to more watch. fun to watch. 100%. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, I want to see Luke letting it fly. He only had yes. four three point attempts in the first game versus the Nuggets. Would be cool to see that get up to like six. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, uh, apart from Vorp Watch, he, right. he is also. Which he's not be, on Vorp Watch. Okay. Well, he is going to be on Field Goal Attempt Watch. Uh, we talked about it multiple <laughs> times on this podcast, but he averaged like seven field goal attempts per game last season. And I just don't see that cutting the mustard this yeah. season. Super so, what do we not want to see from this one? I, th- I think we're both on the same page with hopefully Amir has a, a yeah. better step. He, he missed open looks. The passing was sloppy. He genuinely had the like, I'm really trying really hard to do a lot right now vibe, which like makes sense. He was at the line at one point taking a free throw, and I was like, I could almost just like feel the pressure Hear that he him must thinking. have been uh, <laughs> of been feeling because I mean, yeah. you know, you know when you're not having the best at, like the best outing, and he did do some other things well. Like he did the things that we know Amir Coffee can do. He was hustling for loose balls. Sure, uh, you know, he was his effort and uh, you know energy on the defensive end of the yeah. floor was was you know definitely helpful. But you know when you're not having a, a great. Game. And he's coming off not a great summer league. And he's got to feel the pressure from the fact that King George King is here now. And yeah. is putting pressure. Like, I don't know. Um, that's just kind of a fun story. What is George King going to do in this? In uh, this 16, game? 8, and 4 <laughs> uh, in 12 minutes. No. Um, what else do we not want to see? So I guess just like ambivalence and miscommunication on, on sort of both ends of the floor. Like, like like I said, kind of coming into the segment, like this game was bookended by some exciting stuff. Uh, like the second half of this game, like there was just sort of a point where the bench guys really couldn't get anything going on either end of the floor. There were miscommunications uh, offensively and, and defensively. I mean, I think it was like basically the same story. The third quarter started with a 14-2 Denver run. Yeah, that was not a good uh, third quarter. And, and like, you know, the, the team went through some struggles. A thing that I liked, though, through all of that is Tyloo didn't bail them out with the lineup. Yeah, he, he didn't go for it. Figure this let out. Let guys work through it. Um, so I think that's good. So I this is like a positive, it's you know, it's a rose and a thorn. Right. Uh, but I hope to see like some improvement from that from yesterday, right? Yes, hundred percent. Also, the Clippers just released their injury report. Okay. Um, officially out, uh, Preston, um, of course, Surge, and then Kawhi. So PG Mukumatum not on the injury report. All right. So there's a chance we get a season. That'd be exciting. Keon Johnson questionable um, with his illness. Uh, couldn't agree with you more on the ambivalence and miscommunication. We didn't see a lot of it, which was nice. Like, yeah. And with how with who the Nuggets were playing, personnel wise, it's so, like all right, yeah, Michael Porter Jr. is going to be able to best this lineup with. Yeah, but like most of his minutes were kind of staggered towards the beginning. Uh, right. I like. I agree with you. I mean, he played 16 minutes in that first half, and it was a little bit like, you know, what what exactly are we doing here? Uh, but they, I mean, Denver definitely went into some deeper bench Absolutely. as the game progressed. For sure. Um, I don't want to see poor finishing from Bledsoe. He went one of three in the paint in game one. Very small sample size. I'm not, you know, losing sleep over this or anything like that. But him finally getting into a groove for the rest of the games. You want to see, and he's doing so many other things well. 
But his inside scoring is going to be crucial for the Clippers. And he I, did get to the line, though. Yes, and him and Zoo running the pick and roll, I'm really excited to see. Yeah, I mean, uh, early returns look good. I, You know, I don't know why. I'm not, I guess I'm not surprised by it, but it's always exciting, I guess, to see how guys adapt to playing with Zoo. Because yeah, it everyone seems, seems to love it. It seems like he's almost everyone's favorite pick and roll guy. I mean, he just sets great screens. Uh, you know, his hands have improved a little bit every single year. Yeah. I thought he was finishing at a, at a high level last year. Pretty time. high level, for, for sure. Um, key matchups. I mean, Giles versus Hartenstein, part two. Woo! Let's do this thing. Will Hartenstein limit his turnovers? Will Giles continue to grab every single rebound uh, within a two-foot vicinity? He was an animal on the boards. <laughs> it was great. Last night. That was wild. The lineups for each guy are something to keep an eye on. Yeah, Hart got a lot more "quote unquote" actual lineup work with like rotation guys and guys who we know for sure are going to be getting minutes with the Clippers. Where Giles had a few more fringe roster guys, some young bucks out there. Um, I kind of hope this switches for this game because I want to see what Giles looks like with some more certified rotation guys. Yeah, maybe even a couple of the whatever amount of starters actually play. This also kind of mucks up lineups if PG, Batum, and Luke play. Um, but this is going to be fun. I hope Hartenstein, I hope the passing is still there. Like, it was all good stuff. Yeah. So they both played well. So I'm like, it's like 55-45 right now, I feel like, everyone's at in terms of who they'd rather have on the team. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I said it yesterday when we had Joseph on. Like, honestly, I, I was kind of feeling more Giles uh, from watching it, but you could sway Vibe me either wise. way. You could, you could sway me either way. Sure. I mean, because Hartenstein, I mean, seems like a great teammate. Yeah, he's, a lot of communication. He's, yeah, he's very communicative. The passing, I thought, looked really good for yeah. him. Uh, so uh, another key matchup I'm going to be looking for, man, uh, this is kind of a weird one, but Keon versus his illness. No, that's fair, dude. Like, we want Keon to play. He needs to play. It would just be a shame to not get to see him in some NBA-ish minutes. Yes. Look, I have some reservations about his development, and I know it's really early, so I'm not, like, getting down on him. You're I don't not the it, only person who has those reservations. Yeah, I don't want... Based on the scuttlebutt. I, I don't want it to appear that way too early, but, uh, like, I... I was not impressed with what he was able to provide offensively in summer league. It is just summer league, of course. But like, if he's missing these games or he can't establish himself sort of in this time, yeah, slippery slope. Does he even merit a look above guys like Coffee? If yeah. like, if we don't even see him like you know playing minutes in, yeah. in these summer league games or like getting a better chance. He needs the rest. A better eye for what we're going to see from him. And the thing that we did talk about with Coffee is even though he didn't have. The most successful showing. Yeah, uh, yeah we I, know he's an NBA I, player, though. Yeah, I don't think he yeah. wowed anybody. At the same time, like, he is a guy who you do... He's quasi-established. And you know what you're going to get. Yeah, yeah, with Keon. So the reports from just kind of what we heard is defensively, Keon was phenomenal in camp. Yes. Like, he was doing anything he was going to do. Offense, still a little ways to go. So that's... But I totally agree with you. He needs those reps. Um, not really sure he's going to play for the other team. Uh, if PG plays... I don't know how many minutes I want it to be. Um, the Kings played all their guys versus the Suns. Yeah. Um, and I, I brought it up before, but I hope everyone is excited for Mitchell versus Brandon Boston Jr. Because this is going to be... If they get ISO'd up, I'm so excited to see Davion Mitchell and Brandon Boston Jr. go at it. Like, it will have no bearing on the game probably, but you're looking at Brandon Boston Jr. who's very confident and looks like he can score at the NBA level against kind of anyone who's in front of him. At least he believes he can. And then you have Mitchell who is... Maybe one of the 
best young defenders in the NBA and he hasn't even played like just based I mean, on de- tape. Definitely like, one of, if not the best defender coming out of the draft at the at, yeah. his, at his position for sure. For sure. Uh I wonder if he's gonna be putting the clamps on Luke at all. He might, because that's not a good matchup for Luke Kennard. <laughs> um what do you have any predictions for this game? Uh no man, it's it's preseason. I we don't know really who's gonna play. I'll tell you what um, I'm predicting. Good time. Ooh, love it's it. It's gonna be a good time. Uh coming up we're going to be talking the Watch Say Wednesday poll over on Locked On Clips that people are very hyped up on. But first, Will, if I'm sweating, how can I prevent it? You got to check out Sweat Block. Look, we know there are a few things in life that just aren't fun to talk about. And one of them is excessive sweating. You know when you're sweating through your shirts for no reason? It's embarrassing, right? So some of you may know someone that has dealt with this and it can be difficult. Listen, it's not life and death. There are much worse problems in the world, but let's be honest, in the moment, it does feel like a big deal. Nobody likes to pit out during an important speech, interview, or first date, God forbid. I'd rather not worry about it, and that's why people use Sweatblock antiperspirant wipes. Sweatblock is stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. You simply apply it at night before bedtime, go to bed. The next morning, you wake up, you wash, and go about your day without worrying about sweat guaranteed. No more pitting out. No more picking my shirts based on which one will hide sweat better. If you or someone you love is dealing with this, you have to check out Sweatblock. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with the promo code locked on. You can also get it at Amazon and CVS. So now that we're sweat free, how can I play fantasy sports the right way? Well, fantasy basketball was broken and the people at Sleeper realized that very quickly. Games were being won and lost based on whose players had more scheduled games that week. Made no sense, required very little strategy. So in 2020, Sleeper released a brand new way of playing fantasy basketball. It's called Game Pick, and it's only available on Sleeper. In Game Pick, owners pick a single game per week for each starter to count towards their team's total score, ensuring an even number of games played between opponents. Uh, in Game Pick, you pick one game per week based on player matchups, home versus away, opponent's defensive rating, pace of play, all those fun things that adds up to more fun and less busy work. Whether you prefer redraft, keeper, or dynasty, Game Picks has you covered. Sleeper cracked the fantasy basketball code. If you play fantasy football, if you prefer building out a weekly strategy versus daily busy work, you're going to love Game Picks. Download the Sleeper app and start a league with your friends today. You will not be disappointed. Okay, so we're back with What You Say Wednesday, and we wanted to know what the fans out there thought about Ty Lue coaching the Clippers to a top four seed. People are hyped up on this. People uh, very much believe in this. The 87% of Clippers fans on Twitter who voted in this poll believe that Ty Lue can coach his Clippers to a top four seed. 13% voted no. You were one of those those no votes, correct? Yes, that is correct. That's fair. Um, Jonathan Eng, John underscore Eng, four said, the rationale for my voting no is that the rest of the Western Conference improved with the Warriors getting healthier, the Jazz getting healthier, Lakers, Phoenix, Nuggets, Mads, even Wolves are a playoff contender. And so I guess I can kind of see the logic here from Jonathan, but playoff contender is not the same as a top four seed. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, the Wolves are not a top four seed. They're not a top four seed. They are, sure, a playoff contender. Sure. Sure. With the expanded play-in situation, we can call it that. Um, I would put, like, the Jazz probably going to be ahead of the Clippers because they're going to try really hard for the one seed and no one will care. Um, Lakers kind of have to get above the four seed if they want to have a realistic option at the playoffs. Yeah, (laughs) I I would say maybe things are going a little, I would be worried if I was uh, them with their aspirations. And then, so like three and four, we're looking at 
Clippers, Suns, Mavs, Warriors, but there is still some stuff kind of hinging on if Clay's going to be totally the same. And, you know, all they're, they're banking a lot on Clay still being Clay. I'm not saying he's going to be bad. Yeah. But he's coming back. Like, is that the difference injury. from how they've, you know, like, I just don't know that he's the sole difference to put them a- into a top three seed. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then after that, it's kind of muddled, right? Like, agreed. I think it's definitely up for grabs. Um, and I, I'm just a firm believer in Ty Lue. So I think it can be top four, but it's going to be closer to three or four. It's not going to be one or two. That would be unbelievable if the Clippers got the one seed with their schedule. Look, I, I <laughs> voted no in this, and it's not I, – I don't have any issues with Ty Lue. I mean, I, you know, I've seen enough as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely. Body, body of work-wise to believe that it's possible – Look, man, down a guy, I thought optimistically the Clippers are looking at probably that four or five spot. Yeah, uh, I'm happy with five. In my head, four and five are the same. Yeah, I mean, basically, this year, right? Yeah. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at. And to me, also, like, part of my no-vo is that, like, Ty Lue is going to maximize the roster to the best of his abilities. Sure. This is going to come more down to guys available. Travel and five and sevens. Yeah, five and seven. Yeah, and guys, just availability. I mean, how much we're going to have to rest guys throughout the season to prepare for a playoff push mm-hmm. is definitely going to affect the seating. Uh, you know, the the amount of load that Paul George is going to be able to realistically handle, uh, which isn't a knock on him. It's just, you know, yeah. like... You're, there's you're, bigger things at play than the seating. <laughs> and, well, seating. and there's yeah. bigger things, you know, unless we know more about the quiet thing, there's just bigger things at play than this season. Yeah, um, definitely, for sure. So yeah, I, I don't know. And I, I also kind of I also kind of wonder what it's gonna look like for this team if let's say we don't go 750 in our home games to start when yeah. we, we play a third of our home games yeah. in the first six weeks. <laughs> yeah. Let's say we go 500 over that stretch, right? Oof, yeah. Absolute worst case scenario, right? Yeah. Four is Dude, it's gone. I'm sorry. Like, I, I mean, I, I don't. I, I, I don't think that four is happening at that point, which sucks because that's that would a, be a big hole to dig out of. It's so much pressure to put on a team so early in the season. For sure, yeah. But like, shout out the league office. Man, it's gonna be really, really tough. Yeah. So last season win percentage uh, for 82 games. This season, 53 wins was the four seed. Okay. So we talked about the over under with uh, Joseph Fry Ward yesterday. We were all kind of taking maybe under. We would probably both take under fifty three. Yes, all three of us would. I th- like, we'll see how it looks, but I'm, I'm thinking like right around probably fifty. Fifty wins is very doable. Um, Eric said the team, even without Kawhi, has a depth has depth and a strong sense of roles and team chemistry. I like the new scheme we saw last night. Team Ed's mid range looks strong. I think he has the potential to be a player in the same tier as Shea by end of next season. Four is not crazy at all. Not sure about that Shea part. So. I thank you. Thank you for weighing in on this. Yes. Uh, I love these great points. I just do want to say this. We can just stop comparing Terrence Mann to Shea. Like, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't just, matter. Dude, they're completely different players. <laughs> yeah. They do completely different things. <laughs> yeah. it, it doesn't, in completely different situations. It doesn't invalidate <laughs> one or the other. Um, you know, they're they're both players that we have somehow, like, despite not being able to develop anybody, <laughs> yeah, have, we're able to sort yeah, of develop and blossom into their own players. For sure. Uh, but everything else, I, I do like what Eric had to say about sort of like the, the, the sense of roles, roles and, and yes. team chemistry. Um, and, and we do definitely have like some exciting kind of new looks to throw out at things. I'm really excited to see how we can kind of 
generate some like open shots in the mid range for guys who it's necessarily gonna look weird don't sometimes. Yeah, who yeah who can't like stretch the floor and stuff. Yeah, so, I don't know. I, I don't know. It it is interesting, and Eric does bring up some good points. Yeah, four or five, I'm totally fine with. And we also know, like, we all believe that Tyloo can coach this team. You know, like, that's that's the nice issue. Someone, I cannot currently imagine a better coach for, the, for this team. No, absolutely not. Someone on Twitter was like, this question's mitching a really big piece of information. I think they were talking about Kawhi. And I was like, everyone knows Kawhi's not, on, not playing right now. <laughs> yeah. Why? We're assuming that's going to be for the majority. What about this? If the Clippers have a chance to rein in a top four seed, Early in this early-ish in the season with how these things go timeline-wise, like by having seating locked up. When do you like do you want do you want Kawhi back for the playoffs if the Clippers are a top four seed? Yeah. Let's make a run at <laughs> Hell it. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Like, I mean, like if <laughs> like yeah, of course. Uh, I mean if he if he's confident, I don't want him rushed, obviously, but if he's confident He won't rush. If he honestly, if he's back. Regardless of where our season is, I'm giving the double bird to everybody. <laughs> yeah, like regard if we're in the plan and he feels ready to play, like let's do it, man. Let's roll the dice. What are you gonna do? <laughs> Playing Kawhi seems like it'd be a nightmare for the other team. Um, yeah, if we're if Kawhi's ready to come, I guess it truly like. I think we've talked on this podcast how it's been like, yeah, if the team's playing good. But if Kawhi is like, I want to play, yeah, the team's going to be like, go for it. We'd love that. Please. The best thing about Kawhi, like like him or not, is that he's not going to cave to pressure he's from not an organization. Back early. He's not coming back early. We could finish the top one seed. And yeah. if he wasn't feeling 100%, <laughs> guess what? We wouldn't have him in the playoffs. He's like, you guys are good. Or and, he'd come back randomly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> one game on, one game off. Yeah, uh, he's day on, day off. That's, <laughs> um, that's going to be a good time. Thank you to everyone who voted on this. We're confident. Everyone's confident. I'm loving it. I'm, I'm loving time. the confidence. I'm, I'm curious to see. Like, It just sucks because these first like six weeks are going to be so telling of of really where this team is going to be at unless yeah. something Which is unfair. wild happens. Which um, I will say is unfair. Yeah, that that is the case um, for this team. Uh, coming up, we're gonna be talking the 2021 GM survey that was released today. But first, we gotta give a shout out to Bet Online. It is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season coming down to the wire. If you're listening to this right now, get your bets in on the Dodgers because uh, you're running out of time. You can track all the action at BetOnline.com. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including the uh, NFL, which if you listen to this show, I've mentioned before that you should probably have taken the Dolphins win total, uh, the under on that. Yeah. I preached it before the season started, and who boy, does my $10 bet look pretty damn good right now. Uh, before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website, use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on that first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Don't forget to use promo code LOCKEDON at betonline.ag. Okay, so we're back with shavings, which is just kind of where we wrap up everything else. And the GM survey was released today. Yes. Uh, Clippers <laughs> got a few second and third place finished in the Western Conference votes. Okay. From the GMs. But overall, uh, GMs aren't exactly bully on the Clippers this year. Yeah, I mean, Lakers I think... Lakers got a lot of low. I think that's fair... I mean, I think especially like looking at the whole Rondo fiasco and everything, it's a pretty big knock uh, on this organization. Yeah. Uh, God, I hate that trade. And I, I think ultimately, you know, like being able to jettison him and getting Eric Bledsoe 
Um, and I, I know that, like, honestly, around the league, apart from just fans, it seems like the reactions were pretty mixed to, like, you know, losing Pat Bev as well. Um, yeah. So I, I get it. I, I think, yeah, I, I do think that the Rondo thing uh, is kind of like a big, um, it's a it's a kind of a big mark on, on That's this fair. organization. Um, yeah. I think, yeah, there's a lot of love shown to the team across the hall. A lot of love to the Jazz. Like, you know, it kind of makes sense, I guess. Um, Kawhi was voted the third best small forward in the league third best defensive player in the league, and third best perimeter defender in the league by the GMs, which seems like they think he's the third best player. Huh. Huh. Where are you at on that? Third? <laughs> third best? Yeah, third best perimeter defender is a little interesting. I um, think that's a little disrespectful. I think that's also maybe some... Are we talking peak or are we talking like throughout this the, the, the regular It's for this, this season. season. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. Um, Injured Kawhi, still the third best. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sure, it makes a whole bunch of sense. Brandon Boston Jr. and Keon Johnson got a few votes for which rookie was the biggest steal at where he was selected in the draft. Brandon Boston Jr. is going to blow this one out of the water. I am fully on Brandon Boston Jr. Island. Boston Island. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Um, he will outplay his draft spot by a lot, and it's going to be great. And Terrence Mann already has two, so that's awesome. Yeah, I, I'm surprised that he, you know, he dropped so far, just, you know, given sort of one down year after the body of work that he yeah. had, you know, completed before. Man, must be so rough uh, to yeah. be 19 years old in that situation. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, as I said kind of earlier, I have some concerns about Keon uh, and what that's going to look like moving forward. But, you know, if he pans out, it's a good pick. Not bad. Um, Ty Lu got some coach votes. Got second place for best motivator, which, yeah, I'll take that. Who was one? Uh, I can't remember. Right. Probably Steve Kerr would be my best guess. Um, number one for best in-game adjustments. Love it. Somehow Doc Rivers also got a vote for this, which I think he voted for himself, <laughs> firmly. Uh, I love seeing Ty Lue... Cause some like the way that the way that my brain works around coaching, right, is that like usually you kind of have like a, you got like the players coach. And then you kind of got like the technical guy, right? And there's kind of a, a bridge between like game adjustment guy and like arm around your shoulder players coach guy. I love seeing Ty Lue at the top of these lists. Um, it also still feels like I think Ty Lue still gets disrespect and it blows my mind. Before he was a coach, we talked about with Evan over from Lockdown Cavs how good of a coach Ty Lue is. Yeah. And how his peers respect it and have commented about it quite a bit. And there was still kind of some doubt. And then after this last season with the Clippers, there's still people I talked to who are like, well, I don't think Tyler's a very good coach. And it's, I just don't understand it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I don't get it. Yeah, yeah, me neither. I mean, I guess, you know, with the Clippers, you're kind of fighting an uphill battle, it seems like, no matter sure. what. Sure, and he has the bias of having to have coached having slash getting to have coached LeBron and I think that that might be the bigger thing I mean that's always going to be like the knock until people hate LeBron in, until he wins yeah. another title right um so yeah I, I'm right there with you I I think that he is definitely an underrated coach I know that like when we were in the coaching search after you know by by people who watch the game obviously not by GMs yeah <laughs> they know what they're talking about yeah like in the coaching search after you know Rivers and parted ways mutually or whatever happened I mean Steve Ballmer fired him but uh <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I know that there was like some interest and excitement at maybe like getting, some, like maybe taking a different sort of pivot. But even at the time, it was like, dude, Ty Lue is the, he's the best available head there. coach right now. And he'd now. been there for a year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, shout out Ty Lue. God, Ty Lue's so great. Uh, side note on this, Kenny Atkinson got voted the best assistant coach. Oh, I, yeah, I don't doubt that, that at all. That hurts man. a little bit. Yeah. Just bums me out that we couldn't retain him for whatever reason. Yeah, I don't know. Really unclear on that. Um, Taxes. He's really in weird. Income tax is too high. Wants to be paid, a, wants a, he wants a 1099. He doesn't want to be a full-time guy. <laughs> wants to be, uh, yeah. Um, anything else in shavings? No, no, I think that about wraps it up. Oof. I mean, uh, looking forward to some preseason tonight. Oh, yes. Uh, Everyone I, get hyped. Yeah, it sounds like we'll see a little bit of everybody, so that's going to be exciting to take a look at. Absolutely. Thursday's episode, we'll have a recap of Clippers-Kings for you. Thirsty Thursday, talking about what you want to see more of from the team. And, of course, whatever else happens between now and then in Clipperland, Will, where can these fantastic, friendly listeners Tell other people in a fantastic, friendly way that they could listen to us. So you can check us out on iTunes or the podcast app. We're also on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitch. We're on Deezer. We're on Amazon Music. You can always tell your smart speaker to play Locked on Clippers. Hey, if you wanted to help the show out, you could leave a rating, a review over at iTunes or the podcast app, regardless of where you listen. Five stars. I mean, it helps us out. It helps the show out. It helps a lot. We mentioned it up top, but we do come at you five days a week. That's Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Pacific. Make us your first listen. Please, it'd be a fun time. Uh, I have been positive, Chuck Mockler. And I am William the Opinion Updike. And as always, we appreciate you.